0: The Longbox Crusade presents G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Doom Years.
1: Welcome to G.I. Joe Chronicles the Devil's Due Years. I'm one of your commanders, Pat Sampson, codename DJ Cristanos. And joining me, as always, is my battle buddy in this operation, Jared Albright, the yard
0: sale artist, codename Death Pro. Addies Christados and to all the green shirts tuning in for this podcast, I want to welcome you to Fort Longbox. We appreciate you tuning in to talk some post-2000 G.I. Joe comics with us as we chronicle our way through the Devil's Do Run on this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, DJ Cristados and I are going to rotate in a special ops guest for this show. Mm-hmm. And on this show, our special ops guest is Jason Albrecht, codename Weasel Skull. Welcome to Fort Longboat,
2: Weasel Skull. Thanks for having me. Everybody, attention! <laughs> At close <laughs> interval, dress right, dress! Ready, front! When I say weasel, you say skull! Weasel! Skull! Skull! Weasel! Skull! skull. Fall out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. was the part of the show where we debrief our new recruit. Weasel Skull, you got to answer a couple of questions. First one is, what is your origin story with G.I. Joe? How did you discover and fall in love with the G.I. Joe comics, toys, cartoon? However you came to it. Let us know.
2: Well, the toys in the comics kind of came as a one-two punch. And I honestly don't remember which came first. But I do remember getting... G.I. Joe issue one and I picked it up like at a Kmart or a Target and uh, just loving that comic reading it cover to cover pouring over that centerfold spread of the pit headquarters all the goodies that came with it, the file cards, little posters in the back and just really loving that and that kind of started my comic book collecting and then the figures, like I said I don't remember which one came first but I do remember you and I getting our first action figures and playing them at our great grandma Fry's house. I got stalker and you got snake eyes
0: that's a good one two combo right there it was man awesome so now that we know the origin story which was either toy or because like you said they hit right about the same time in 1982 i think it was now you get to tell us who your three favorite joes are feel free to mix in cobras mm-hmm. so okay. uh, three favorite characters I'm not even going to remember what my well, I have a good guess what my three were. Well,
2: about. one of yours is <laughs> Head, because we always do. Yeah, beachhead. yeah,
0: Beachhead, and I'm pretty sure I threw Firefly in there, and then I think Stalker. I think that was my
2: three, but it's not about me; it's about you. What are your three? I really have a fondness for the original squad, so Stalker and Snake Eyes would definitely have to be one, two. And then it's like, oh, man, it's it's a Sophie's Choice from there. (laughs) (laughs) uh, You know, I'm going to say Duke. I think Duke was one of those characters that had kind of a Captain America feel a little bit. But I always liked him, both in the comics, the cartoons, and as a toy. He was pretty cool.
0: Those are all excellent shows. And now we'll turn it over to DJ Cristalos for this episode's Intelligence Report.
2: (laughs)
1: Well, thank you, Death Probe. For this mission, we'll be covering GI Joe Number Two. Publisher was Image. Got a cover date of two thousand and one. Its on sale date was October thirty first, two thousand and one. Editor was Scott Wirral. Writer is Josh Blaylock. Penciler Steve Curth. Inker John Larder. Colorist is Brian Miller. Also. Done by Hi Fi Coloring Design. Letter is Dreamer Design. And the cover credits go to Jeff Scott Campbell. And speaking of the cover, Death pro please take us through the cover description. I'm on it. Jay Cover!
0: Jay Scott Campbell's back with some more mm mm goodness. This time around, the image eye is blue. The main action is a striking image of Destro victoriously holding up the hood of Cobra Commander, with Cobra banners waving in the background. The Baroness is at her customary place by Destro's side, with a platoon of Crimson Guardsmen standing behind her. Back to you, Pat. Well, thank you, Jared. So, what do you guys think of the cover?
1: Let's start with our special guest, Weasel Skull.
2: I think this cover is actually pretty phenomenal. Obviously, it's villain-centric with Destro, one of the coolest villains, prominently taking up most of the cover space. I love how he's got the Cobra Commander... Hood there, which ties back into the situation that Cobra Commander found himself in back in issue one, which you guys brilliantly recaptured last episode. It's got the Baroness who looks, you know, sexy as ever. I love those Crimson Guards. I gotta say, that's Mm -hmm. another really cool figure going back the way. And then just having the red background with the Cobra insignia hanging off of flags, I think that that's super cool as well. Yeah, I really like this one. What do you think, Jared? 100% agree. This is a great
0: cover. After the goodness that we saw on Issue 1, you know, an Issue 2 cover can oftentimes be kind of, a okay, a little bit of a letdown. But, man, we are still running full speed with beautiful J. Scott Campbell covers. I uh, will pass it to Pat.
1: What can I say? This cover is good with some J. Scott Campbell. You know, there's a lot of red going on, but I think it plays well together. And just kind of doing a little more detailed look at this, you got Destroy and his gem. He's got that necklace gem, you know. That- oh, Yeah that 70s necklace that he wears <laughs> um if you look at the bareness, she's got a little kind of different outfit on you know i don't know if she's wearing like a tight jacket but she's got some fur around the hands and then around kind of the neckline area too mm-hmm.
0: a little bit of a redesign for her a little bit of a redesign for Destro. you know everybody got yeah. a little bit of a tweak but they never never lost the essence
1: Mm-mm. no definitely and you got the crimson guard like jason said i always thought they, they were cool looking guards, compared to the normal Cobra troops as well, too. They're, they're all right, but these guys are, you know, they remind me of the, the Imperial Guard from Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got, as, as Commander goes, he's got those nice flags, those banners. You know, I would wonder if Commander, in this day and age, if Commander would have one of those, you know, those wily things of that The flailing tube man? Yeah, the flailing tube, tube man, man. man, but it'd be like a Cobra, you know, have a... It was a snake and it would go like that.
2: <laughs> that would be kind of
0: funny. Join Cobra, Cobra, Cobra. Mm-hmm. Our prices are insane.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Accepting new recruits now. Join here. Join here.
2: If you join now, we'll give you an extra trouble bubble. <laughs>
0: Have you gone crazy, Firefly? (laughs) I have not. (laughs) Tell them, scrap iron. Yeah, get next trouble bubble. (laughs) We're just like making a skit. You guys have to pay for this.
1: now we'll get rid of all those odd memories by going into the brainwave scanner. Right, Dr. Mindbender? Yeah, your first mind wipe is free.
2: Somebody give me a shirt. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Have I gone crazy? I must be losing my shirt here. (laughs) These sales are
2: ridiculous. I will give you the shirt off my back, literally. (laughs) Quick kicks, like i'll join (laughs) i can do the shirt
1: (laughs) how about some socks you guys giving away any socks oh well how would you rate this cover on a scale of one to ten flag points one meaning you didn't like it at all or ten meaning it's perfect and you should make a recruiting poster out of it oh that would be a good recruiting poster Mm -hmm. for cobra definitely Destro. (laughs) <laughs> yep. What's it going to be?
2: Like I said on my guest appearance on Transformers Chronicles, it's kind of hard because this is my first one. So I don't know quite how to place it, but this is darn sure way better than an average cover. And I think I gave the Transformers one a seven with the Devastator cover. Oh, this is better than that Devastator cover. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm going to go eight with this one. All
0: okay. right, Jared? Sure. With musical genius, Joe November, we're here. Trademark. Trademark. He would probably give it a 9.5. I'm 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 all in, Pat. I'm giving it another 10. Ooh, I'm giving it another whoa, 10. Yeah. Two tens in a row for me. I just think this is wonderful, gorgeous, great colors, great subject matter, well executed. It's uh, the perfect follow-up to the issue one's cover. I'm giving it a 10. As double would say, 10. 10. Oh, man,
1: if, One, <laughs> two, if only Dublin was here. <laughs> I think Delvin would give it a 10,
0: too. Yeah, I think you would. I, I'm just yeah. guessing, but I yeah. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> only guessed by watching him on his muted video. <laughs> well, Pat, what are you going to score it? I'm going to give it a 9. I can't go with a 10. Just I understand. Because- I almost did the same.
1: Yeah, I can't give it a, a 10. As much as I want to, I, I just can't. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it at a nine. I like the detail. All that extra kind of stuff that I saw and kind of spoke about before on drew my eye to it. It's been a while since I've seen this cover, so
0: it's nice to get back to it. It is nice to get back to it.
2: I kind of wonder just creatively, Jared, what do you think? Cause I think one of the things that kind of distracts me a little bit is the Cobra insignias in the background. Because I think I would have liked it if you had red, black, and that silver of his skull oh, to pop. Yeah, yeah. And yes, I think if they would yes. have made those snakes black, yes. that that would yeah. have that probably would yeah. have put me right over the edge.
0: There is a bit of a tangent problem there. You are correct. Yeah, maybe that's
1: what it is. It should be the red going on, but
0: still,
2: dark the
1: day two thousand and one, this cover being out, Destro Baroness. Crimson Guard, it's a good cover. Well, with the cover out of the way, let's go back to Death Probe for the story synopsis in our mission brief.
0: Well, here on G.I. Joe Chronicles, we like to mix things up a bit. I'm going to have DJ Cristados pull the randomizer to determine the synopsis point of view. Will I tell this from Joe's point of view or Cobra's point of view? Well, only Cristados knows for sure once he pulls the lever, so pull that lever.
1: It is the Joe point of view.
0: We oh, had the Cobra
1: point Joe. of view, now we get the Joe point of view Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah we and we use a legitimate Randomizer on the show So mm-hmm. Alright, this one I will tell from the Joe's Point of view Look in the eyes of a hero
2: And see the sacrifice Within There's no way out
1: for the hero He only lives
0: Our intel reports that Cobra Commander is out of the picture, sequestered in a loony bin somewhere in Destro's territory. Apparently Destro has hijacked Commander's nanotech scheme, and its first victim was the Commander himself. Here at Joe HQ, our veteran members trained our new recruits for our assault on Zartan's complex down in the Florida swamp. The assault was far from perfect, though, as some of our new green shirts were KIA, and both Scarlet and Snake Eyes were captured. But we've got Destro's Cobras and Dreadnoks on the run. But is this the real Destro? Who is Destro's new general, Mistress Armada? And what does this all mean for the Baroness? All right, guys. Now it's time for some highs and lows as we get into the meat of the issue. So we're going to do two rounds, much like Chronicles
2: Jason. So you get to go first with a high or a low on issue two. Well, I'll start it off with a high. I really like the Joes continuing to come together, both the old Joes getting introduced to the new ones. I love that scene where it was Gung-Ho that was wrestling with the one guy and he gets like flipped yeah. and the one dude starts talking trash and he just looks at snake eyes, just staring at him, right? <laughs> it mm-hmm. just, it just shuts him down. I thought that was so cool. So yeah, I I really uh, enjoyed the meshing of the new guard and the old guard. It seemed there's already some chemistry starting to form there, and it paid off later on as they go into battle with one another for the first time. So hats off to the writer and the artist for those things. Excellent. Good, good. Well, Pat, what do you got, a high or a low for your first round? I'm going to go with a
1: high. You kind of alluded it there in the synopsis a little bit. It's been such a long time since I've read it that I forgot the kind of the story that was happening with Destro.
2: Mm-hmm. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to really
1: spoil it. It just really dawned on me like halfway through mm-hmm. the book. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Here's what's happening.
0: So, <laughs> this whole time we thought this was Destro, but there's some hints that it might
2: not be destroyed. I was going to ask you guys about that, because I was wondering if I was... If, if. Okay, so I was picking up on that. Then. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very
0: nicely subtly laid down by Blaylock.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It had you going. And I'm going to take a, another quick one, too, as I'm thinking about it. You I gotta like, do it, don't you? You just yeah.
0: have to do it. Yeah, You know. Be- Can't do just one. <laughs> nope. It's Joe, I gotta, I gotta talk. There's a second round, Pat, but okay. all right, what all do you right. got? No, no. I'll, I'll save it. We want to hear it, we want to hear it, we're tantalized.
1: Okay, uh, I just want to say that one splash page of uh, where the commander's nope, kind of... Nope, nope,
0: nope, nope, that's mine. Okay, so okay. my high <laughs> in round one is the splash page where <laughs> Cobra Commander has descended into madness. And he can't tell what's re- real from what's not real anymore. And all the unreal stuff around him is stuff from the vintage 1980s cartoon version of all the characters. Yeah, I thought really that was a really cool nod. So, no, you do not get yeah. two highs you get to steal one of mine, Pat.
2: Good try, though, Pat. Good try. But look, next time,
0: DJ tacos because hmm. you try to take... Yeah, never mind. I didn't come together. like a one of the two.
2: All right. <laughs> Let's do our second round of highs or lows, which starts again with Weasel Skull. I'm going to continue with the highs. I thought Curse Art is fantastic. And I honestly didn't remember who the actual artist was for this book. And I can't really remember any other book that he's worked on. I'm sure that there must have been many. But I mean, even when you open the book and that first page from Outer Space, if you just look at the layout... If you look at the details of the spaceship and the panel that he's working in, and then that final panel of the headshot of his suit with the reflections in the face mask and the Cobra insignia on there, I'd also be remiss to not congratulate the anchor and the colorist as well because it just all blends together spectacularly. And it's and this art is consistent throughout the book. So, hats off for that. Pat, follow that up with six or seven highs or what Okay.
1: Good. I'm glad I can. I don't know if it's a high. I don't want to say it's a low. It's an interest or something. i got to come up with a word for that.
0: But I'm really interested
1: in Xana.
0: Daughter of Zartan?
1: Zartan, yeah.
0: Yes, yes. She has quite an interesting backstory, which I might be able to help you out with a little later on in the episode. But yes, Xania has a cool design. And uh, yeah, they do leave you wanting more, don't they?
1: They definitely do. And I like how the Joes got some of the troops already put together mm-hmm. some of the green shirts and uh, I'm, they're not afraid to have some of them get hurt.
2: Yeah. Some of Those green shirts died hard,
0: man. <laughs> <laughs> that they did, which will lead me into my, my last high for our official rounds is I thought, The all-out assault on Zartan's complex in Florida was really well done. High energy, high action, able to cram a lot of sort of mini storylines into the big overall action scene. We got to see, I think, Xandar showed up. Xandar, Road Pig showed up. Yep. You had real casualties and loss. You had some Snake Eyes and Scarlet. You had some Stalker. You had Roadblock. A lot going on, and they handled it well.
1: I think they tried to drop all of the Dreadnought's names somewhere in here.
0: I think you may be right. And to steal from Pat's playbook, I'm going to squeeze in an extra high, which Jason already mentioned, actually. He did mention the colorists, but I do Mm -hmm. want to point out how when they attack the swamp at night, they're really dark and muted color tones. When they're in the bar with the Dreadnoughts, it has those grayish tones where you're getting light from the TV and the neon signs. And when you're in brighter locations like Destro's headquarters, you get brighter, fuller colors. So the colorist is really on point going from scene to scene. And I will leave it at that. And that's it for our highs and lows, unless someone has a burning high or low I, to go over. I do. I do. I think nobody does, so we could probably I, move I on. All right, Pat, lay it on me with these extra highs and lows that we all know you have. Yes. The extra high is going to be... I'm going to rate be... them. I'm going I'm to rate your highs and well. lows on a scale of one to ten. So give me one. Let me hear it. Billy or William. As I didn't even him. remember Billy was in this. He is. he's in like two frames. Yeah. I forgot that. All right, I'll give you ten for that since I straight yeah. up
1: forgot. You know, he they turns in. They, they call him William, and he looks, you know, and he looks like you know he's been sitting around the bar drinking. But you know it's him because he's got the eye patch on.
2: Yeah, the eye patch. Gives mm-hmm, me that's
0: right. Yeah. Now that you mention it, it's all coming back to me. But I had forgotten. I read this a couple weeks ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like the tech, and you got see mainframe, and you get this little thing on the wrist now that they use as their comlink.
0: Mm-hmm. But it was like an implant, or no, it wasn't an implant. It was like a
2: watch style, wasn't it? Yeah, kind of like yeah. a watch.
1: We were on their wrist.
2: Yeah, monitored their their life signs, and it said that it could. Um, I don't know if it's like inject or somehow enter through the skin. Emergency nutrients or medications. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool too. That I was, did thought it was James Bondian. I like, though, because he says something like, well, it's not a communicator, but, uh, you know, it does all say, and then one of those things is like, and you can send and receive encrypted information, and like, mm-hmm. a communicator. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it is a communicator.
1: Yeah. I, and I uh, just like how the story kind of leaves you wanting to figure out what more is going to happen. Are the Joes going to get out of it?
2: Probably. Yeah, it really did. I mean, it's kind of a seesaw battle going back and forth. It's pretty brutal. The Joes are laying down some pain. Snake Eyes is taken out guys left and right but you know he got taken out in scarlet so arguably two of your most powerful characters off the board the green shirts are basically red shirts i mean they're just mm-hmm. getting they're getting eaten by alligators getting blown mm-hmm. in half by his tanks i mean it's a tough day to be a good guy <laughs> be a new guy anyway on the joe team but <laughs> i thought the battle was just You know, outstanding. It had me turn the pages. I thought like the first couple of pages was a little text heavy. But once you got into the battle, man, I was just, I was eating this stuff up.
1: Mm -hmm. There's one more thing I want to mention. And I don't know if you guys may have seen it or not, depending on how you're reading it. But on the inside cover, where they have like the information on who wrote it and all that stuff, they have a special dedicated to the victims of 9-11, of the 9-11
0: attacks. Oh, that's cool, man. I didn't yeah. know that I had that. No, I don't have it. Uh, that's not reprinted in the uh, trade paperback the reinstated Trey favorite back. So that is cool, especially how we we had such a talking point about that on the last episode. Yeah. Because, yeah, for those of you, if you're just now tuning in for episode two and you haven't listened to episode one, this series launched the day after September 11th. G.I. Joe hit the stand September 12th, 2001. And then I learned from your recap earlier in the Intel portion, Pat, that this one is a Halloween release. So it was about six weeks later
1: Mm -hmm. after issue one
0: came out. So it's like, man, were you guys not ready to <laughs> to bump this at a four week rate? But I tell you what, I'll file this under W for worth wait.
1: And also, if you look, I don't know if it's in your trade, too, it says to be continued in 60. So another 60
0: Oh, days. so they were intentionally ah. doing it at this pace. Okay. Yeah. Good eye, Pat. Good eye. You've earned your keep tonight. Thank you. Well, with that, fellas, I'll hand it back to DJ Cristados for the IG's report on the combat readiness of this issue.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Death Probe. And for those of you who don't speak military, that means we're going to score this issue story on the same 1 to 10 flagpoint scale we use earlier jason how many flag points are you going to give this issue
2: you know i don't think i ever had more than one flag point because one flag point came with <laughs> a figure to get more than one flag when i had to go visit my brother we had like eight from the sky striker and 10 from like the battle platform
0: <laughs> but anyway we all what... knew we were gonna end up here at some point in this episode
2: <laughs> anyway what were we talking about oh yeah how good is this issue? This is a starting off point for me. It was really good. Like I said, bit of a slow burn on the first half, but picked up at the end. Well written, well crafted, well drawn. I'm going to start this one with a seven. Oh, All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's, Pat doesn't agree with that. But we'll all find right. Out. Okay. All right. I don't stingy, know. Right? I mean, they you're could be a little be, stingy, the, but you know. Well, right. I don't know. I mean, I got a, a seven. I think, think's a solid place to start with it. And then I. What you know, if I told you know,
1: you're not coming back on? What would yeah? You what say? if we just said
2: this is your <laughs> only appearance on the show? <laughs> oh well, I guess if that was it, if I had to rate it, he <laughs> saw on this one. I would say I'd give it an eight. I'd give it an eight. It's a solid eight. <laughs> Jared. Ooh, this one,
0: not quite the thrill I got out of issue one, which may not be fair because issue one was just so exciting to get and read. I'm going to give it a nine, though. This one did feel a little more scattershot than when, like Jason said, a little text heavy in parts, mm-hmm. uh, a little yeah. rushed in other parts. But I mean, there's so much clicking at once, which is really good. But I I feel like uh, I wish it maybe slowed down just a little bit, but it's still a really strong 9 for me, Pat.
1: I agree with you, Jared, as well. I will give this a 9. There was some text-heavy in it but uh, you know i think they have to use that to bring everybody up to the story on what's going on and how things have changed in these last seven years since we last seen the joes so i'm giving it a nine i liked it i'm intrigued about the storyline that's going on with destro and the baroness and will the joes be able to overcome the dreadnoughts and get rid of this facility what's happening so it's like i said it's been a long time since i've read this so this is like a really good surprise for me so i'm I'm still running running on that high definitely and so with that it's time to award this episode silver star medal for gallantry in action This is where we each get to award the character in this issue who went above and beyond the call of duty, and it could be a Cobra or it yeah, could the be Silver a joke. Snake.
0: Remember, we invented Silver yes. Snake last episode. If you want it to be a Cobra, you can get the Silver Snake.
1: You can get the Silver Snake, and that's Silver Snake. Sneak spelled sideways. <laughs> uh, just let him. Just let it go, Jay. <laughs> Jason, who's your silver star medal?
2: I'm going to give the silver star medal to a man with no name. Unfortunately, he also gets a posthumous purple heart. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And that was the green shirt who uh, threw Stalker out of the way, saved my favorite character, and took a hiss shell to the chest doing it. So we never knew you, but good on you. You're my Silver Star Award recipient. Jared, what do you think? The hiss driver that killed that guy was doing his job. and I'm just kidding. (laughs) 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 I'm going to give a Silver
0: Snake Award, though, and I'm going to give it to Destro. His plan is coming together nicely. He's doing a good job. Cobra plans usually fall apart all over the place, but he was able to escape the assault on the swamp to kind of know it was coming. His nanotech plan has worked. He's got Cobra commander on the ropes. He's got a hot new girlfriend, a hot old girlfriend. I mean, <laughs> come on. Know, yeah. Destro's making it happen. So good on you, Destro. Let's see how many issues you can make this last. <laughs> I'll pass it to pipe to pet. Um, you know, I'm going to go with. Xana. What did Xana do? <laughs> <laughs> and that's my answer.
2: Oh.
0: You. you fell right into my trap. <laughs> as much as, you know, I like to pick on Pat for pronunciation. There is a Y in there. Xanya. Xanya. All right.
2: Xanya do.
0: <laughs> what did Xanya do? Oh, I uh, hate the show. I
1: hate all <laughs> But I'm going to go with her because, you know, she ain't going to take anything from Destro.
0: No, Sounds yeah, like, she's you know. she's cool, man.
1: And I have a feeling that perhaps she's calling in, getting the Dreadnoughts ready, getting Zartan ready to come in and probably help at least save the base a little bit, what can be done, so.
2: She does seem pretty well prepared, and she looks like she knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. A cut above your average Dreadnought. Yeah. That's for sure. I don't know if that's setting the bar high. but Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now that we got the Silver Star and Silver Snake out of the way, let's go ahead and see what's in Death Probe's Toy Chest. Here we go. It's here, the G.I. Joe collection. Each sold separately. G.I. Joe from
0: Hasbro. Here in Death Probe's Toy Chest is a segment where I'll take something or someone featured in this issue and give you a brief toy history on it. And for this issue, Pat, you'll be very happy because I have selected Zanya. So her file name just says Zanya. Her last name is unknown. Her grade is none, but she is the daughter of Zartan. Her birthplace is Chicago, Illinois. Her primary specialty is rifle. Her secondary specialty, pistol. And here's your figure description. Zanya had OD green pants and a midriff shirt with the Zartan symbol on the front and For Life written on the back. She has distinctive green lipstick and hair highlights. Her accessories were an AK-47 rifle and a revolver pistol, which makes sense given her specialties. And here's a brief history of her figure. Only one version has ever been made, and Zanya was released in the Dreadnoughts battle set for the 30th anniversary line in 2011. The set also included Burnout version 2, Clyde Gnaw Hyde, Dreadnought Thunder, Road Pig version 4, Xandar version 2, and Zanzibar version 3. Zania was created using the torso, waist, and arms of Zorana version 5A and Zorana version 5B from 2010. The thighs are Lady J's from her version 8 figure, and the, ah. lower, legs <laughs> and the lower legs and feet of Cover Girl's version 2 figure, but she had a newly sculpted head. So they really took a lot of bits and pieces and gave it uh, mm-hmm. a new head and that distinct green lipstick and hair highlights. And that's how they created Zanya.
1: Next up is our feedback segment called Combat Comms.
2: Call it, Go get Breaker! He can do it!
1: As always, we'll start off our combat comms with a roster of our battle-hardened Crusaders Club veterans. These are the fine folks that have joined our Crusaders Club. They enjoy discounts from Jared's online store, theyardsaleartist.bigcartel.com. Early access to special Longbox Crusade episodes, free raffle giveaways, voting on show programming, and so much more. So these are the fine folks reaping the benefits of giving some much appreciated support to the show.
0: And we'll start off with Angelica Wolf. Bill from the Batpot. Blasted or Stashit. Bob Buster. Braxton Underwood. Dave Collins, code name. Battle Gene Hendricks. Gerald Green. I the Collector. Ivor Evans. Joe Thomas. John and Maggie. One knows what they did, the other one. Hi. Jose Poyo. Maxwell Trevor. Miranda W. Paul Hicks. Reggie Hancock. Rick from Jeff and Rick Present. Ron Went, Ross Michaud Ryan Daly Samantha Maney Sean Urbanski Steve Cronin the Barbarian Timmy
2: Toronto Cop
0: If we missed
1: anyone in our list we apologize. Please keep in mind we record these episodes well in advance of release so if you're A recent addition, we should be adding you soon. But still, no worries. Just let us know we missed you by sending an email to contact at longboxcrusade.com and we'll get it straightened out. So you might be asking yourself, how do I become a Crusader Club member? Hmm. How do I become a Crusaders Club member? Well, Jared, let me tell you. It's simple. Just head on over to Patreon.com and search for Longbox Crusade. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll get access to the amazing world of the Crusaders Club. Come check it out.
2: Mm, I just happen nice to have nice. a dollar in my wallet right here. Nope, I think Your money's down. no good here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'm being discriminated in some way. I just can't <laughs> figure out how.
1: Someday you No will. Jason's allowed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that <am> I might drop it.
1: Now let's see what messages from our platoon of loyal listeners we have waiting for us on Breaker's ComSat.
2: Communications Officer, code name Breaker.
0: All right, our first one is I believe it's an email sent in. We got from Michael hmm. Kramer, code name gold dragon michael Ooh. says hey guys great first episode i was and am a huge fan of the devil's do run and i'm glad you guys are branching off from the headcast to do a series about it because i feel like it sometimes gets unfairly shoved in a corner i think disavowed is a specific term given by idw and, and i remember agree. this is a fantastic series it shouldn't be shoved in the corner
1: yeah remember that as uh once wise man patrick Swayze once said nobody puts gi joe in a corner
0: <laughs>
2: right he we're, got we're dragging it out into the spotlight
0: <laughs> we are uh he goes on to say i was an early joe fan back in 1982 to 1986 ish and fell out because i was becoming more interested in star trek and other things i occasionally dropped by gi joe when something caught my eye like the massacre in issues 108 and 109 Eventually, 2001 arrived in the events of September 11th. On September 12th, I went to the comic shop to get my week's worth because, well, I needed cheering up that only superhero comics can provide. I was surprised to see G.I. Joe number one on the shelves that day because I didn't read image books and I had no idea it was on its way. I was a hardcore DC guy. I immediately snatched it up and fell right back in with G.I. Joe collecting. Hasbro had been re-releasing repaints of many of the old Joes for the last year or so, and they were easy enough to grab. And when the new line came out in 2002, with the new sculpts, I snatched up everything they had to offer. I love that this series honored both the Marvel Comics run as well as the animated series. The guy's giving shipwreck jabs about his parrot was... <laughs> <laughs> was one of what will be many animated series references. I don't think probably ever showed up in the Marvel run. All in all, a great series, and I look forward to new episodes, and that's Michael Kramer, a.k.a. Gold Dragon. I know it was a bit of a lengthy email, but I think it deserved to be read, just mm-hmm. to remind us all what G.I. Joe did for us post-September 11th.
2: Here, here. I think you guys covered it well last episode. Yeah, this is a this is a good reminder that you know, these comic books they help us get through some tough times sometimes.
1: Yeah, really appreciate all the feedback that we got on the first episode.
0: Yeah, we got we got a good amount. Speaking of which, uh Pat, why don't you take the next one?
1: Okay, well I'll take this next one from Our friend Aaron Head Moss over on the G.I. Joe headcast. And Aaron says, great episode, guys. Can't wait to hear more of your coverage. By the way, the cover of the first issue is reminiscent of the G.I. Joe Real American Hero Yearbook 2. And it was. Mm-hmm. It took me a while to figure out what it was. I
0: remember texting Jaron, I'm like, oh,
1: I think I've seen this cover somewhere. <laughs> yeah,
0: we could put it together. You finally sent it to me of the yeah. two. And then a couple of our listeners sent in to let us know it was your book, too. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times when someone does a homage cover, it's, it's very close. I thought th- these were kind of different. There was different scaling, different posing. The essence and flavor was there, I guess. But mm-hmm. Jay Scott definitely put a really cool oh,
1: yeah. twist on it. Oh, yeah, really, really cool. And I didn't know about that, that little symbol or that thing that you said, what that meant. So,
0: oh, the Michael Golden, I think signature is what we determined that that was. Yeah, we couldn't figure that out. For those of you who listened last episode, we couldn't figure out what the little after, then there was a symbol. That symbol is the the signature that Michael Golden uses. He drew the cover of your book, too.
2: Ah, okay. And I think we all came together. And I think
1: our good buddy, Ryan Daly, also pointed that out as well, too, on some of the other, of the Mm. Marvel covers as well. I don't think he did. I tried Ryan.
2: (laughs) Anyway, I'm going to take the next one here and go with Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. And Unpacking the Power of Power Pack says, how do I do yard work? With Pat and Jared yapping in my ear about some Joes. And knowing is half the battle. And you know what the other half is? Weasel skull. Yeah, so you got the full <laughs> battle right here, baby.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll move along to Green Lantern HG. He said, first episode, c'est magnifique. Love the origin stories, love the comics. Started reading it while I listened and I just couldn't stop. I'm going to have to read them all. I like that slogan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We should use that. Yeah. And I'll agree with Pat, but I would have called it the Venom Metal. Ooh. Destro does deserve it well, We went with Silver Snake But uh, if you want to call it the Venom Metal in your head You go right ahead, GL and, Venom Metal, uh, that sounds like a rock band or like Yeah
2: Venom yeah. Metal
0: Venom Metal, metal.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Hey, you were mentioning Ryan earlier, Pat So this is yeah. serendipitous So, the next one comes
1: from Ryan Daly Great episode, gentlemen I was so excited when this series launched And your coverage brought back a lot of joy Bring on the next episode well, this is it. Hope you're
2: enjoying it, Ryan. hmm And then Sean says, Finally, a DDP Joe podcast. Campbell's cover was an homage of G.I. Joe's yearbook number two. The after reference is Mike Golden's signature, cover slash interior artist of that issue, and many covers in the Marvel days. Sean... We knew that already, man. Where you been? <laughs> <laughs> Where you been? No, anyway, we it. yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the rescue, Sean. We appreciate it. Keep up the good work. He says, will do. Thanks for listening, Sean. Just got a couple more
0: here because we did get a deluge of feedback and we wanted to pick some of our favorite comments. And if you didn't make it into our favorite comments, please keep commenting because we do want to get around to everybody. People were obviously excited about this devil's do series and we hope we can keep doing a good job for you. But Mike Siebert radio podcast says Awesome episode guys looking forward to more what i really liked about the early DDP run was that it somehow captured the tone of both the marvel comic and the cartoon at the same time and i completely forgot the date of the first issue was released too and this was a great reminder awesome comment thanks for checking in with us mike and and we couldn't agree more
1: all right well i'll finish it up with Ivan Chudley and Ivan says okay just finished listening to the show and i give it a 10 flag points all day long yo in Full Force.
2: Nice.
0: Excellent. Excellent, excellent. Thanks, Ivan. And that will bring us to mission-complete status for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Due Years. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic book, action films, vintage TV, movies, serials, and more, check out the entire Longbox Crusade network. DJ Cristados, where can they find that?
1: Well, Jared, I'm glad you asked. You can find it on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers, or at www.longboxcrusade.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Crusade. Back to you, Jared.
0: Thanks, Pat. And I also want to put a plug in for our friend Aaron Headmoss's G.I. Joe podcast, G.I. Joe, a real American headcast over on the Headcast Network. Mm -hmm. We salute you. We do salute you. If you want some more Joe Love, go check that out. Pat and I often guest on that show. He's going through the entire 1980s run. Where are we at, Pat? We're around issue Mm 30-something now. Yeah, he's got a lot of episodes out there. So if you haven't tuned in to Aaron Wise's G.I. Joe Real American Headcast, we can't recommend that enough. Now, back to talking about us. If you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at... Pat, where can they find you?
1: Well, Jared, you can find me on the Twitter at Christatos 01.
0: Jared, where can they find you? I am at yard sale artist. That is Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's all at yard sale artist. And just in case you're a huge Joe fan out there and you're planning way in advance in the spring around March 22nd, I will be at toy Lanta, which was formerly known as Joe Fest or Joe Lanta. Anyway, big eighties toy show in Marietta, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. If you're not familiar with Toy Toylanta, go check into it. I will be there selling my wares, which will include some original G.I. Joe art. And now we will let this portion be closed out with our guest, Jason, the Weasel Skull. Where can they find you?
2: Well, when I'm not... Hanging out with you knuckleheads over on the Longbox Crusade or the on Her Majesty's Secret podcast, you can find me at Weasel Skull on Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram.
0: And if you want to interact with us via the live chat, you enter to win some free stuff on our live raffles. Join us for our next episode of Doing It Livestream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click that bell so you get reminder notifications of when we go live. Thanks for joining us for this episode of G.I. Joe Chronicles, The Devil's Due Years. We will see you on the battlefield next episode. Until then, Platoon, fall out. Yo, Yo, Joe. Joe! Music themes for this show are done by musical genius Joe November. Please check out his SoundCloud at 99. That's Joseflin99. That's J O S E F L I N99. You will not regret it.
2: Oh, Duke. Oh, Duke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hang on, y'all.
2: We get somebody. Surprise. Surprise. He's not even on this episode. He's not even supposed <laughs> to be here today.
0: I thought he was supposed to be here today. Snuck <laughs> <laughs> into our stream. Just been, just been lurking. I, I, I just lurk
2: and listen to you guys.
1: Good thing we didn't say anything bad about him.
2: I know, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's probably why I was watching. <laughs> Who's I on was, my list? I over here singing my Adele. <laughs> Hello from the outside. <laughs> 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 it
0: was sad. I should have seen it. <laughs> It's hard to cry and sing at the same time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> to tell you, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A special guest
2: appearance. D- Don't yeah. let me interrupt. I-, I-, I definitely didn't read this book. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like last episode then.
0: Calling <laughs> 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 you out in public.
2: Uh-oh. No one knew oh no! am
0: sorry. Yeah, <laughs>
2: for the shame. Public shaming.
1: Goodness Just can
0: stay away from us, Delvin, could you?
2: (laughs) I couldn't. I wish I could quit you guys.
0: (laughs) It's nice to have D dubs show up there. Yeah. I'm not gonna edit all that out though. (laughs) Talk some months yourself. The only thing I think you'll probably need to update is the issue number. This is how the sausage is made, people. This is professional podcasting.
1: Give me a minute here. Let it be said that I love Jared.
0: I love you too. But you're not betrothed to Jared. I really don't. I know. He wouldn't love me so much if he knew I was the one that blocked his sewage (laughs) pipe. He probably didn't. (gasps)
1: Editor Scott Weirly? Weirly?
2: I'm gonna guess wirl.
1: Wirl. Okay. Yeah. I'll do that again.
2: But I don't know. You could be right. No, you're you're a
1: smart guy. I trust you.
2: Okay. All right. You're, you're <laughs> gonna <be words. laughs> That's gonna be your downfall. Sitter <laughs> than you think.
1: Uh, writer D's nuts.
2: <laughs> That's <There's> your downfall. <laughs> I got <gotcha>. you.
0: Oh. <laughs> Darn it! Jason access to the script. <laughs>
2: okay
1: you can insert What'd your you there what did oh. you
2: get <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh okay <clears throat> good it's KP for the mouse clicks
2: <laughs> do it on purpose yeah click <laughs> something click the mute button <gasps> <laughs> it's Jason. He don't know how to mute. <laughs> that is true. I do not know how to mute.
0: All right. <laughs> Let me I got so much editing to do on this dang shit. Sure.